WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando, and a very good Friday to you here. Welcome aboard at 6 o'clock for our very first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Here and now for you on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM, AM 540, and the Radio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, a launch and a landing. More in one minute. First up, what's bugging the Bud Man? And I hope you disrespect for our cops. We're talking about it next on Good Morning Orlando. 601 on News Radio 93.1. Three, two, one, zero. Ignition. And liftoff of the Falcon 9 rocket and the Dragon spacecraft. A break in the weather allowed SpaceX to launch that Falcon 9 rocket from Cape Canaveral Air Force Station at 6.01 last night. About eight minutes later, they stuck the landing of the first stage booster at the Cape with a sonic boom. Now you can see those landing legs deploy. And touchdown of the Falcon 9 landing zone 1 in Cape Canaveral. A Dragon cargo capsule filled with supplies is now headed to the International Space Station. A lot of folks, and the headingers included, were wondering what that big rumble was at about 6 o'clock. You know, it sounded like some kind of weird distant thunder. But we found out, as you reported, it was that sonic boom. Yeah, I uh, thought it was somebody dropping off a, a large package at my front door. <laughs> my dogs jumped up and started oh, yeah. barking. Yeah, it's and crazy. I, w- I went to the window and looked and said, there's nothing out here. And it's those returning boosters that, that create the sonic boom, right? Yeah, just the one last night. Yeah. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Robert Mueller's congressional testimony and the field of Democratic presidential candidates were topics of discussion. As President Trump got on the phone with Fox's Sean Hannity last night, Trump zinging the apparent Democratic frontrunner, Joe Biden. You know, I could say that obviously the top three or four look like they're doing better than the rest. So uh, Sleepy Joe is okay, but he's fading. I think he's fading fast. The only good thing about Mueller is it made Joe Biden look like a dynamo. But seriously, (laughs) Trump also told Hannity the people of New York are devastated about a water-dousing attack on police officers as seen in a viral video. The president called out Mayor Bill de Blasio on Twitter, saying he should act immediately. Yeah, we're going to get into this and this general disrespect for authority in our society, but cops in particular right now off the New York City story. A man is dead after a shooting in Orange County. It happened last night in Pine Hills at a convenience store on Belco Drive. The 30-year-old victim was taken to the hospital where he passed away. A 26-year-old man is in custody, but no charges have been announced. There's also no word on a motive. A woman is dead after a possible hit and run in Volusia County. Jalisha Deshell Smith was found dead this week after a scooter crash in New Smyrna Beach, and police believe she was hit by a semi-truck that fled the scene. Police say footage of the crash at State Road 44 and La Casa Drive isn't good enough quality to identify the truck. They say they have very little to go on and anyone with information is asked to come forward. Using the latest voice-based and touch-screen in-vehicle technology can be almost as distracting and dangerous for drivers as sending a text message over a handheld device. That report from AAA, whose Mark Jenkins says 
Automakers need to step up and make the systems safer. We're suggesting things like improving voice command technology, simplifying software menus, removing complex center console controls, and positioning system controls to allow drivers to keep their eyes on the road. Research shows the distraction is more significant among drivers 55 and older who removed their eyes and attention from the road for more than eight seconds longer than younger drivers. WFLA News Time is 6.05. A newlywed couple's honeymoon is cut short after the husband falls into a dormant volcano. Don't you hate when that happens? Yes, they're to be avoided. Yes, He's he's apparently going to be okay. Oh, that's good news. Not without injury, though. That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLAOrlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLAOrlando. But heading around, Inspector Mike Yaffe and Melissa Fox with you on Till 9 o'clock, hot topics, local, national, all the way for these three hours, and we are glad you are with us. Um, kudos to you, Alan. Yesterday, uh, you said that you thought that it might well be during the Mueller hearings that um, committee members on both parties had advanced word of what kind of shape um, the suddenly frail-appearing Mueller was. And, uh, and now the word is out, the reporting is that, uh, yeah, the Republicans, as well as the Democrats, a lot of them knew that he wasn't the man he was, that he was not mentally sharp anymore. Yeah, I was uh, suspicious, as I said yesterday, uh, when I saw how the Republicans were questioning him in rapid-fire fashion. Very fast they were talking, uh, and uh, those questions came very quickly, and it was very hard for Robert Mueller to keep up. And it appeared to me that... The Republicans knew there was an issue there, and they were exploiting it. A couple of days ago, Yaffe, you pointed out that you really thought that Mueller was not well, and the last time he'd appeared in a forum like this was six years ago when he was FBI director, and he was rock solid, he yeah. was quick, and he was at the top of his game. But he's nearly 75, and it, it looks like he's having some some mental deficiencies here. And you said you thought going into the hearing right away you know, that he may not be well. Yeah, and by not well, I meant his age and, um, you know, maybe his mental faculties or right, whatever. But right, Yeah, uh, I, he yeah. didn't look good. And now the word is the committees knew it, okay? And I'm sure mm-hmm. that the Democrats were thinking, we just got to hang in there because we need this guy to hit a home run for us, which he didn't, you know. I mean, he fouled a couple of, off in, uh, uh, a couple of them off in baseball parlance and struck out beyond that, I think. I think impeachment's now off the table, even though they'll keep on talking about it. But the Republicans, I think, you know, knew they had a weakened Robert Mueller, and they took advantage of that uh, with the uh, very, very fast, aggressive questioning. So uh, you guys are sharper than the Budman here because I was not aware of um, of Mueller's frailties going in that Yaffe had suspected. And then um, you correctly predicted, uh, Alan, uh, that, you know what, I think they knew something, mm-hmm. and they did. All right, in a moment... The disrespect for authority in this country, and and it's really spotlighted, is it not, in this situation in New York, in Brooklyn, and in Harlem, where these cops were just mocked and screamed at, and they had buckets of water thrown at them. One guy got hit in the head with a bucket uh, by these young punks here. The president is weighing in, will be weighing in. We want you to weigh in on what this is all about and how we shut this down. 407-916-5400. Join the conversation on the phone 
or text us. And when you text us, if you like, please feel welcome to include your first name and your hometown with your message. You don't have to. You can still get on the show. But, uh, you know, we'd like to personalize the text messages just as we do when we have the phone callers. And it's all coming right up. And an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic is just two minutes away on Good Morning Orlando. It is 6.09. Check out headlines for you right now. The Justice Department is ordering the reinstatement of the death penalty. After nearly two decades at the federal level, Attorney General Bill Barr has uh, green-lighted the execution of five death row inmates convicted of murder and in some cases raping children and the elderly. The last federal execution in this country was back in 2003. Stay tuned for updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m., News Radio 93.1. Under the heading of what's bugging the Bud Man, we've been meaning to talk about this for a couple of days, but there have been so many other things going on. We've had to put this topic on the shelf, but no more. Um, we're talking about, in, with a broad brush here, just the general disrespect for authority we see in our society, which I think by any measure is probably at a more alarming level now, particularly among our young people, but not exclusively among them, uh, that we have ever seen in this country, or at least in my lifetime. Uh, And the story that brings it back to our attention, of course, is uh, the disrespecting of the New York City cops, the public humiliation of them, if you will, um, in, in Harlem and in Brooklyn, where these young punks you know, most of them minorities, and these were white cops. You can put the race card out there if you want to. I don't know whether that's valid or not, but the but the issue is throwing buckets of water at them and screaming at them and mocking them and all of this is just outrageous. Here's a little of the chaos from the uh, from the Big Apple um, some days ago. <laughs> All right, now here's Trump last night on Fox with Hannity on what happened in New York City's cops. I thought that was tragic watching that scene a couple of days ago when I first saw it. I couldn't believe it. I said, let me see that again. I don't believe what I'm seeing. And I know New York's finest and New York's finest. In fact, we were in touch with him today. They are devastated that frankly, that that could happen, and also that those two officers would allow that to happen. That was a terrible oh. thing. It was unbelievable um, how the restraint the officers showed. They just let this happen to them. They should never be in a situation of letting that happen. It's because they don't get support in New York City from their liberal Democrat mayor, Bill de Blasio, who's notoriously anti-police. Um, the president talked about uh, de Blasio last night. He's a horrible mayor. Uh, The policemen just and women cannot stand him. They don't respect him. They don't like him. Now, the police chief in New York says multiple arrests have been made where they've been able to round up these punks. But the issue is, are they going to hold them or what? The police are on edge there because particularly when it comes to minorities, um, you know, the word is out from de Blasio, you know, you guys are just too tough. Police brutality, he happens to have a black son, the white mayor, uh, de Blasio, and he says, I've told my son, watch out for the cops. The cops are not your friend. 
and it creates a horrendous morale problem and hesitancy on the part of the cops that they're going to be backed up if they take action in a situation like this. So they acted so passively, it was just painful to watch. I mean, they should have just strong-arm arrest him and brought in all kinds of cops to back him up and rounded these guys up and put him in the slammer. I don't know how long they're going to hold him now that they say they've got some of them, but the head of the Police Benevolent Association in New York City says... Our anti-cop lawmakers have gotten their wish. The police department is now frozen, adding that the attacks were the end result of the torrent of bad policies and anti-police rhetoric that's been streaming out of City Hall under de Blasio and Albany um, under the liberal Democrats who run Albany and state government pretty much for years now. He went on to say that disorder controls the streets. Elected leaders refuse to allow us to take them back. The politicians may not care about the dangerous levels of chaos in our neighborhoods, he says, but police officers and decent New Yorkers should not be forced to suffer. We haven't seen much of that in Central Florida, Alan, which is really good, but it really concerns me that I remember the former Orlando police chief, John Mina, instituted a new policy here. You know, you use the least amount of force possible and particularly sensitive in the area of the minority communities and whatever, so there is a certain amount of walking on eggs going on here. But that was just outrageous what happened to those cops, was it not? That was ridiculous. I mean, any kind of an attack on law enforcement needs to be responded with by some force, and uh, immediate arrests uh, should have taken place. Yaffe, I think when um, everybody else gets to see, the other punks who are out there, how the cops did nothing, it just simply, you know, ratchets up the likelihood that we're going to see this. And what's it going to be if if they take it to the next step and they're they're throwing something other than buckets of water. Well, I have to say I am glad that they are arresting people that were involved in this. You have to send a message that you can't get away with this. But there has to be changes in our culture. There are problems in our culture right now that kind of fuel this kind of stuff. Well, it's a disrespect for authority yeah. that, you know, broken homes and all of that, not having authority figures or even having parents who were namby-pamby about cracking down on their kids and, and making them toe the line when they're young and they get out of control when they are older. So the general topic is on the table. Your comments on on our take on disrespect for authority generally in this society and for our cops particularly anywhere but now in New York City. Uh, where does the blame lie and where does the solution lie? Join us, 407-916-5400. Text us at 23680. And on the text line, if you want to give us your name and your hometown, um, you have that option. We'd like to welcome you. We'll get to it right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Check of headlines right now. Internationally, Iran has reportedly test-fired a medium-range ballistic missile that traveled more than 600 miles. A U.S. official confirming the launch to the medium. Tensions have been on the rise for more than a month there, as there have been a number of encounters between Iran and the U.S. and its allies. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories for you, and good morning, Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Tell you what, gang, let's go to the uh, text line. I like what I'm seeing from Tracy in Windermere. Yaffe? Yeah, Tracy says this started in the schools when teachers were not allowed to hold students accountable for their actions or work. Parents were able to protest grades, suspensions, expulsions, and even kids being sent to the principal's office. I think it's a good point. 
I think it does start there. I think it really does start there. You know, I mean, if 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 kids don't know where the boundaries are, they're going to know that less when they are older. It has to start at the home and then at school. But That's I, what I was going to say. I think it starts at the home. No, there's no question. Yeah. No, no doubt about that. But also beyond that, in a situation like in New York City, uh, as as I said, and I'll say it again, you cannot have cops acting docile like they did because they feel like they're not going to get support. They may be worried that there's danger out there, but they're worried ultimately that they are all of a sudden not going to be backed up by their own department and their own mayor. And, and, and so they just take it. Can't be in a situation like that because it's an open invitation for the other bad actors out there um, uh, to step it up even another notch. They needed, they needed to swarm that place with cops. They needed to round these kids up. They needed to cuff them, throw them in the paddy wagon, take them downtown, book them, lock them up, and take a while to find the key, for God's sake. Do you think that would work? Do you think I would just prove their point? These kids are already rebelling, and then you're going to treat them like They're that? They're rebelling against what? I don't the know. The cops did nothing except be authority figures in their neighborhood where they don't want authority. No. Yeah, no, I, res- I, I, I reject that. Yeah, and I think this is a problem in our pop culture, too, because those cops were probably afraid of the social media mobs that would come after them if they did, if they reacted in some way. Let's go to the phones. Paul in Reedy Creek, good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Uh, we're great, and how are you? Wonderful. I think, too, on another level, and this is the responsibility of, of everybody in our society, we need to stop supporting companies like Nike who have Colin Kaepernick, who is so anti-police, anti-the-flag, all these other companies that are out there pushing this stuff, the, the entertainment industry, we need to start to stop putting money in their pockets. Lots and, of luck I mean, with that. I, ideally, well, I think that would be a help. Yes, because it, 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 it just fuels all this, and it starts in the home. These kids have no direction, and then in the schools, they, have, they get away with everything. Thank but, you, uh, Paul. Thank you. Well, listen, Victor in Missouri is weighing in on the text line, Yaffe. Yeah, he says, I think a lot of the frustration lies when we see obvious police brutality left unchecked, such as the I can't breathe story or the man shot multiple times in the back or even the little kid gunned down in the park all by cops. Too many times cops empty their guns when a single shot would do or even non-lethal force. In that situation with buckets of water, there's no way you take your gun out and use it. Okay, but you do you do slap the handcuffs on you do make the arrest and you do hold them. I'm worried that they're just going to release them virtually overnight in New York City under Bill de Blasio and and company. I I really I I see that coming. We will watch for it. Yeah, the big problem was the inaction by police. Hated to see that. You cannot have that. No action of any kind. No response. They they were afraid they were paralyzed. Yeah, they were paralyzed. They can't do their job if they're watching their back. Uh, and the person who they have to watch out for is their boss. Absolutely. Yep. Prosecutors get a break in a Seminole County triple murder trial, and Pelosi and Trump join forces on a budget bill. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 6.30. And at the bottom of the 6 o'clock hour, Good Morning Orlando. Glad you're here. And if you just check it in, my co-host Alan Spector is going to get us all up to date, beginning with a very closely watched local murder trial. That's right, bud. A judge's ruling may help prosecutors in a triple murder trial in Seminole County. 
Grant Amato is accused of killing his parents and brother in January. And yesterday, the judge allowed prosecutors to put two friends of Amato's on the witness stand. Those friends testified that Amato stole a credit card and a gun from them. Prosecutors allege Amato used the credit card to buy lingerie for a webcam model he was obsessed with, and the gun was used in the killings that took place after his parents confronted him about the online relationship. This news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A spending measure backed by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and President Trump wins approval in the House. Hours before the House vote, President Trump delivered a Twitter endorsement urging House Republicans to support a two-year budget agreement, which greatly helps the military and our vets, he wrote. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy echoed that argument. So no, it's not the bill I'd write by myself. It's a compromise. Still, twice as many Republicans voted no as yes. Nearly every Democrat supported it. The two-year budget agreement lifts spending caps, eliminating automatic cuts to military and non-defense spending put in place in 2011. It also sets aside the debt limit for two years. The Senate is expected to take it up next week. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. The Florida cabinet is firing the head of the Office of Financial Regulation after a series of allegations of sexual misconduct. CFO Jimmy Petronas said it was his mistake to hire Ronald Rubin in February with an incomplete background check. It is my own personal goal to ensure that I can do everything to protect our state workers and citizens from the type of predatory behavior as described in the Inspector General's report. The state agency is in charge of regulating banks and payday lenders. The search for Rubin's replacement will start on Monday. Comcast is losing customers, but its theme park division, including the Universal Orlando Resort, is more popular than ever. We continue to remain very bullish on the parks business, and obviously we're investing uh, in Beijing. We're investing in our domestic parks. We think there's a lot of opportunity down in Orlando. NBC Universal CEO Stephen Burke says theme parks generate about a third of his company's revenue. New hotels and a new Harry Potter-themed ride are expected to boost the company's bottom line even more this quarter. A former UCF basketball star is getting a chance in the NBA. Seven-foot-seven center Taco Fall went undrafted despite a productive career with the Knights, but Fall impressed enough during the Las Vegas Summer League to earn a contract from the Boston Celtics. How about that? I wonder how fall will like the winters in Boston, but we wish him well, don't we? Well, he's springing <laughs> off on a new career. Nice. And uh, <laughs> he's a great guy, too. You know, you got to root for him. Yeah. Terrific. Best of luck. Congratulations, Taco. WFLA News Time is 636. If you miss anything on Good Morning Orlando, you can check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio and find out more about that at WFLAOrlando.com. Headlines right now, and let's focus on one of two disturbing stories about our military. Officials say a group of 16 Marines was involved in human smuggling and drug crimes. The Marines were arrested yesterday at Camp Pendleton near San Diego. Investigators say they are connected to a case from earlier this month in which Marines were caught smuggling illegal immigrants from Mexico. Marine Corps officials say they gained information after the first set of arrests. Stay tuned for updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories throughout the morning on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. So the word has come down from Attorney General Bill Barr that the Justice Department is opening a broad antitrust inquiry into whether Silicon Valley giants like Facebook and Google 
are unlawfully stifling competition are essentially becoming monopolies that are going to need to be scrutinized and potentially um, broken up. Now, the Justice Department is also going to be seeking information from the public on this. And uh, and based on your experience and what you've observed about these social media giants, these platforms that almost everybody uses, Google, Facebook, and on and on, um, do you think anything needs to be done? And if so, what do you think needs to be done um, with these with these companies? And and what about Amazon? Um, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin yesterday said they have ruined retail, you know, and they are going to be scrutinized as well. But you know what? It seems to me in some ways, I, I worry about personal privacy with the social media giants, Yaffe, but, um, but I hate the idea of the heavy hand of government penalizing and potentially trying to essentially destroy um, the entrepreneurial spirit that created these successful companies. That, I mean, to what extent should they become victims of their success, the kind of success everybody who gets in business aspires to, I think? Yeah, you make a good point. You know, the privacy issue is a totally separate issue. What the DOJ is trying to do is go after them for being too big and successful, but they're successful because they offer a product and a service at a good price that people want. In some cases, absolutely free. Yeah, so that's not that's not a monopoly. It's just not, and they still face competition. They're just good at competing. That's really all it is. You know, it, it's not like when they broke up Standard Oil 100-plus years ago, Rockefeller's outfit there, where they had such a monopoly they could charge whatever they wanted for fuel. I mean, you know, and then you had you had when AT&T, you know, had the phone business all locked up. and could charge whatever they wanted, you know. And uh, and but I think this is different in, in part is different. Be- because a lot of these these services here are basically free. And with Amazon, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, come on, Walmart gutted small town America, you know, a generation ago because they sold so many things so cheap. Well, that, that's the way our system works yeah, in capitalism, yeah. and it can be brutal. And now you've got, you know, retail outlets that can't compete with the convenience that people want. People are voting, you know, making their own decisions on what they want when they want stuff as consumers, and they love the convenience of Amazon. And the other guys have got to find a way to adapt or die. That's kind of the way it works. It's survival of the fittest, you know, in, in, our, in our system and the economy, just the way it is in the animal kingdom. You know, times change. And businesses come and go, and uh, there's a reason we don't see a lot of blacksmith shops around Orlando these days, <laughs> uh, because they've become outmoded. I noticed that. They're, you just don't see them. I, I know. I, it's a real inconvenience. And I, feel I think bad. the government needs to step in and bring back the <laughs> yes. blacksmith hey, shops. Hey, Siri, blacksmith near me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the know. horse and carriages, you know. Right, the cars took away their every business. Corner. But yeah. seriously, you know, with technology and everything yeah, else, sure. the advances that we have... Uh, what what uh, consumers desire is going to be changing, and that's going to put some people out of business unless they find a way to keep up with uh, the demand. Yeah, listen, uh, I like Bill Barr. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of the president. Uh, he's the attorney general. He runs the Justice Department. But I've got to tell you, no matter who's, you know, who's at the helm, Republican or Democrat, I really resist the heavy hand of government except where it is absolutely needed. And I, I really question how far they should go with this for the reasons we have cited. What do you think? Call us at 407-916-5400. You tell us. You deal with the, with Amazon, with Facebook, with Google uh, all the time. You know you do. 
Uh, do you do you want a crackdown? And if so, what do you want done? Or do you want hands off? Let's talk about it. Text line and give us your name and hometown if you'd like. It's just optional at uh, 23680. We want to know what you think. And you're next after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines now, I told you, we had two disturbing stories about our military in the news. Here's the other one. A San Diego-based Navy SEAL team stationed in Iraq being sent home early. The U.S. Special Operations Command has announced the redeployment, saying the SEALs were accused of lacking discipline and order during their off time while deployed. Several news outlets, forgive me, outlets reporting it had to do with allegations regarding the consumption of alcohol during their downtime which is not allowed. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good morning, Orlando, the Friday edition, and a very good morning to you. The Bud Man here, along with Alan, Yaffe, and the Fox, taking your phone calls on the uh, saber-rattling going on by the Trump Justice Department through Attorney General Bill Barr, that they, uh, you know, they're looking seriously uh, at cracking down in some of these social media giants and also Amazon, you know, for uh, their monopolistic practices. There is a political angle to this. Well, and I think it's unfortunate because I think a lot of reason, one of the big reasons why Trump wants to go after them and Trump supporters want to go after them is because the CEOs and the owners of Google and Amazon and stuff they're often liberal and they're often anti-Trump. And I think part of it's like, we're going to go after them because they're politically different than us. And that's a dangerous weapon to use to go after businesses over their politics. I just don't think that's the right way to go. Yeah. And Jeff Bezos, who owns Amazon, owns the Washington Post, which President Trump is not a fan of. Well, he wouldn't be. He gets bashed by it every single day. Let's go to the phones. Tony in Lakeland. It's Alan along with the Bud Man, Yaffe, and Melissa. How are you this morning? Good. Good morning, Bud. Good morning, all of you. I appreciate all you do. Uh, Thank you. I want to talk a little bit about Amazon. Not too many years ago, about six, Amazon changed uh, the, the aspect of selling books on their system. They wanted you to send all your product to them and they would sell it for you. Uh, and they were trying to get the, the small booksellers out. I used to sell 100 books or so a month, and all of a sudden they found a way to lock me out and can't get back into selling books because they have a different format. Oh, you're saying it you can't, monopoly. You're saying you can't get product to sell because Amazon is blocking it? Oh, I've got plenty of product. I just can't, they just won't let you get back on. Uh, they they have limited to certain groups that, that are selling. Oh, you can't sell on Amazon is what like you're that. saying. I used to sell on Amazon. Can't yeah. do it anymore. Okay. Uh, and, and there's no way to appeal anything or anything of that nature. Interesting. Thanks. Appreciate you uh, listening to us. Thanks for the kind words about the show. To the text line we go, uh, what do we have coming in there? Yeah, one person says Google, Amazon, and Facebook are great companies. But if they are acting in ways that prevent others from doing what they do, you know, buying buying out startups and so forth, they need to be broken up as a monopoly, just like the railroads and the phone companies of the past. That's from Doug in Orlando. Mike in Melbourne checks in. He said, I needed a buggy whip. And oddly enough, the only place I could find it was on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> 
you could probably get you could probably get a forge and make some horseshoes on Amazon. Yeah, too. I'm going to do a search uh, for blacksmiths <laughs> on Amazon. <laughs> They're probably there. You know the. Yeah. The top texter makes a good point. He says, this is just an FYI, but when I place an order for something online at Walmart on a Sunday, I'll get it on a Monday. And that's a good point because Amazon has made Walmart a better store because Walmart's had to update a lot of their online presence to compete with Amazon. And it's actually working. So to say that it's destroying retail completely, no, Walmart, Target, they had to adjust. They go more online. It makes them better than they can compete. And then Amazon becomes better. Competition in any realm. Sports, exactly. um, commerce uh, makes everybody better. Thanks for that text, Steve in Winter Park. We are welcoming, you know, your name and uh, and your hometown, your first name and hometown on the text line as well as the phone line. Alan here from Altamont Springs. A lift- <laughs> no, 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 not you. <laughs> a lift <laughs> A liftoff and a landing and a new presidential poll. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 6.58. WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. And W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. It's Friday morning at 7 o'clock. Glad you're with us for our latest check at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, in the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour SpaceX gets off the ground more in one minute. Americans should fear white men more than Muslim terrorists. Who said that? You'll find out in a moment on Good Morning, Orlando. 701 on News Radio 93.1. After a postponement Wednesday night because of clouds and thunderstorms at Cape Canaveral, SpaceX caught a break in the weather last night. Three, two, one, zero. Ignition. And liftoff of the Falcon 9 rocket and the Dragon spacecraft. On the heels of the 50th anniversary of Apollo 11's return from the moon, we send more science and supplies up to the International Space Station. Liftoff came at 6.01 p.m. About eight minutes later, SpaceX successfully landed the first stage booster back at the Cape. A Dragon cargo capsule is on its way with supplies for the International Space Station. This news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Of 24 Democratic candidates for president, one is standing out in a new poll, and you can probably guess who. The latest Fox News poll finds for Democratic primary voters, Joe Biden is the favorite by a long shot. 33 percent support his candidacy. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders follows with 15 percent. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren comes in with 12 percent. And California Senator Kamala Harris has 10. 56% of likely Democratic primary voters said it is more important to support a candidate who can beat President Trump than supporting someone who will change how the economy works. 52% of all voters polled said they support the president's handling of the economy. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. In Washington, a Florida congressman and war vet is getting his hands dirty this morning. Been authorized by the National Park Service to go out there and just clean off the Vietnam Memorial Wall. Obviously, it gets subjected to the elements, to you know anything birds want to leave on there, squirrels, things like that. Republican Brian Mast is joining a group of House members from around the nation, including Representative Michael Waltz, who was elected last year to the northeastern Florida seat previously held by Governor Ron DeSantis. 
It's a way to demonstrate gratitude for the fallen on this last day of the session until Congress reconvenes in September. I think it's great that they're doing that, but it seems to me that, you know, the the National Park Service ought to somehow be engaged in that on a regular basis. You would think there'd be some kind of regular cleanup. Yeah. A grandmother is dead after what family members call a senseless murder in Orange County. Norma Jean Brewer was shot to death this week while riding her bicycle near Willie Mays Parkway and Cypress Street. The 57-year-old was a grandmother of eight, and her family said yesterday she was well-known and well-loved. Texting while driving may now be illegal in Florida, but new research from AAA shows voice-to-text or other in-vehicle infotainment systems still create potentially dangerous distractions for drivers, especially older drivers. All in all, we found that um, it takes older drivers about eight seconds longer than younger drivers to perform tasks while using the infotainment systems and these uh, in-vehicle technology. AAA's Mark Jenkins says regardless of age, drivers should not assume they're more focused just because they're not using a handheld device. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean... So, but still, even if you're a speed reader doing text messages, deadly dangerous, I would think. Yeah, and they said the response time uh, for drivers 55 and older was about eight seconds longer than it was for those younger than 55. Which means you go even further with essentially your eyes off the road. You're essentially blind while driving. Exactly. WFLA News time is 7.05. A bear is captured on video stealing a dumpster from behind a Colorado pot shop. (laughs) You can watch that crime take place online at WFLAOrlando.com. I got a bear whacked on weed out there in Colorado. Wouldn't surprise me. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good morning, Orlando. Good Friday morning. Hope you got a great weekend planned. And we are so glad that you're winding up your work week with us here in the 50,000-watt front porch. But heading around, Inspector Mike Yaffe and Melissa Fox with you until 9 o'clock. We're going to check in here in a moment with a tape that has just recently surfaced. And I want you to hear something that just absolutely pinned my ears back when I heard it. Americans need to have more fear of our white men than of radical Islamic terrorists. Did you hear that? Who would say such a thing? Want to take a guess? We'll let you hear in a moment, and we will talk about it. Oh, by the way, this is a name you know. 407-916-5400, toll-free 866-916-5400. And on the text line where we now welcome your first name and hometown on a voluntary basis, it's not it's not mandatory. Um, so if you'd like to let us know your first name and your hometown when you text us at 23680, we'll make sure it is part of the conversation when it's your turn. Standard message and data rates apply, as always, on the text line. Alan? Bud, we are just two minutes away from another update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on Good Morning Orlando. It's 7.07. This national headline for you now. A manhunt in Southern California is over after a shooting spree that left four dead. The suspect is Jerry Zaragoza. Police say he killed his brother and father in a shooting that also 
uh, left his mom injured. The carnage didn't stop there. He later opened fire on a couple of people at a gas station, killing one. In yet another shooting, he killed a person on a bus. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our Tom Stories. That's what we bring you every morning on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Ready for a squad update? Ready or not, here it comes. AOC, Elon Omar, Rashida Talib, and um, Eliana Pressman. The four freshman congresswomen of color that Trump has been logging or, or locking horns with of late. You know, um, Elon Omar never has a good thing to say about this country. But that's not just since she became a member of Congress. When she was campaigning for the office she now holds and a very liberal district in Minnesota, she was interviewed by Al Jazeera, the Arab television network. And that video has just surfaced. I want you to listen closely to what she says, and then I want your reaction to it. Because I don't think we've ever heard anything quite like this. The phone number, 407-916-5400. You can text us at 23680. And we're issuing a special invitation now. Um, If you want to identify yourself with your first name and your hometown on the text line, just as we do with the phone lines, we would most certainly welcome that, but you don't have to. Here is Omar, Elon Omar, in 2018, asked whether the fear so many Americans have of radical Islamic terrorism is justified. She cites a group. She says we should fear more. A lot of conservatives in particular would say that the rise in Islamophobia is a result not of hate, but a fear, a legitimate fear, they say, of quote-unquote jihadist terrorism, whether it's Fort Hood or San Bernardino or the recent truck attack in New York. Uh, What do you say to them? I would say uh, uh, our, our country should be more fearful um, of, of, of white men across our country because they are actually um, causing uh, most of the deaths within this country. Um, and so if fear was the, the driving force of, of, of policies to keep America safe, Americans safe inside of this country, um, we should be uh, profiling, monitoring, um, and, uh, and, and creating policies to fight the radicalization of white men. Wow, we should fear the white men in America more than we should fear radical Islamic terrorists. Elon Omar. Yaffe, I'm telling you, my hair caught fire when I watched that. I am not really surprised at the extremes that she goes to. You talk about somebody who is filled with hate. I mean, come on. The, the, she is completely off the rails here. And the bottom line on this is radical Islam and everybody who ascribes to it is fanatically committed to killing as many Americans as possible and to destroying our, our way of life and our country. Sure, we have white men who kill people in this country. We also have brown men and black men who do the same thing. Okay, Uh, but they're not all locked into a conspiracy to destroy this country. Yeah, I mean, this is just whataboutism. We're trying to point out a real threat, which is radical Islam. And it is a real threat, jihadism. And she's like, well, well, what about all the white men? Well, white men are 31 percent of the population. 
So, of course, overall, they're going to do more violent things. But as you said, you have Muslims who are 1% of the population, and then you have radical Islam, which is an even smaller percent of the population. And yet, how many terrorist attacks have they committed in the past few years, even though being such a small group? Sure. Of course we have to watch out for them. Sure, let alone they were all directly responsible for 9-11, you know, yeah, which, exactly. which killed more people than, uh, Wait, uh, than we lost in Pearl Harbor. Some people did something. That was her comment, too, because right? yeah. she's always been an apologist for radical Islam and the attacks uh, and the carnage. Uh, and, and she is again here in this newly surfaced tape. You know, she doesn't, you know, she could have begun that conversation, you know. I mean, if, if she if she were, if she were... In my view, you know, a, a rational uh, a, a member of Congress, and well, she wasn't then, but she was running for it. She was in the state legislature in in Minnesota, in Minnesota. But 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 somebody who wanted the best for this country, she'd start out by saying, you know, radical Islam is a scourge, you know, of freedom loving people everywhere. You know, we have to point out though that it isn't just them that kill people. You know, we have white people who are killing other white men who are killing it. It's a secondary thing. But right away. No, no backtracking, no apology, no acknowledgement of radical Islam and all that it represents, you know? And she's a Muslim out of Somalia who came to this country as a teenager, okay? But she says she's an American who loves this country. Well, I'd like to know your reaction to what you just heard, that we should fear in this country the white men of America more than radical Islamic terrorists. That's what she said. What do you say? 407-916-5400 or text us 23680. To the phones and the text lines on Omar's comments that white men should be feared more in this country than radical Islamic terrorists. What would you tell her if you were face-to-face with the Minnesota congresswoman from the squad? 407-916-5400, 407-916-5400, toll-free 866-916-5400, text line 23680. And if you'd like, give us your first name and your hometown when you text us with your take on this half hour's hot topic. And we'll get to it after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Updating headlines for you now. Locally, a man is dead after a shooting in Orange County. It happened last night in Pine Hills at a convenience store on Belco Drive. The 30-year-old victim was taken to the hospital where he passed away. A 26-year-old man is in custody, but no charges have been announced. Also, no word yet on a motive. Stay with us for updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. She said it, newly surfaced video from 2018 before she was in Congress, member of the squad, Congresswoman Elon Omar in this country. Hey, we should fear white men more than Muslim terrorists. You know, but I am a white man, and I'm I'm actually quite frightened every time I look in the mirror. Stop. So For different reasons. I see where though. she's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've terrorized me on occasion here behind the scenes. No, and not at all. Um, yeah, I, pretty outrageous. Yeah. I think you're an okay-looking guy. I don't know. I'm well, not thanks. scared. You're an attractive man yourself. Don't <laughs> think, uh, I, don't uh, think okay. I haven't noticed. What wow. kind of show is this? You're all crazy in there, boys. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, the Washington Post says that um, they, that white men are the greatest fear too. They're they're America's greatest terrorist threat, white supremacists. So maybe Omar well, well, was wait on a, that. Wait a, wait a That's well, different. That, yeah, Is that different? I, I think. Well, don't you think? Don't you think so? I mean, the skinheads and all of that crowd. I mean, you know. Yeah, she said white men. I mean, that's like everybody. Yeah. White supremacists is another thing. I would say, you know, they can be pretty scary, too. Yeah, I don't like us all being thrown into the barrel by the likes of Elon Omar, for God's sake. Well, you know, we all look alike. I was going to say white supremacists is very, very small minority of white men in this country. Indeed. But Thank goodness. Yeah. Some people, they did some things. Hey, Brad, what do you think as you join us from Winter Park here on Good Morning Orlando? Well, I'm I'm as perplexed and outraged as you guys. As you know, I, I'm a big watcher of all the mainstream news. And you remember Don Lemon came on his show and said CNN anchor. Uh, domestic on CNN, domestic terrorism. And he uh, completely said it is the white male. And, and the thing is, as we know, you just cited numbers. The numbers don't belie that. You just mentioned that white supremacists is a tiny fraction. Uh, white men, as you mentioned, is 31 percent. Black men is 6.9 percent, yet according to the FBI, they're 49 percent of the violent crime. And you look at the nation's cities, you name it, Detroit, L.A., Chicago, the shootings and murders. Well, you can't say that, Brad. You're a racist. You can't say that. Right. We can't be factual and state actual numbers, which is math part of science. We're called science deniers, and yet when we cite it, you know, we get called racist. Good call. Thank you. Appreciate it. We got another caller on the line with a totally different take on all of this. From Orlando, it's Tony. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, I'm always trying to find humor in all of these guys, and especially with the squad. And only thing I could think of is a line from Blazing Saddles, where do white women at? Okay, all of these groups, anytime you have a leftist group, you have to have a cross-representation of all the races and all the sexes and everything else to be legitimate and to have street creds, right? These guys get away with not having to do that, okay? So that would be my first question. Secondly, it doesn't surprise me that she would say anything like that, but if you and I were to be having a conversation and I were to make a prediction that she would say something like that, I'd be called a racist. So how does that work out? I don't understand it. I don't understand it either. Well, he's a white guy, so yeah. And Tony, yeah, we'd like to why. we'd like to thank you for your call with a laurel and hearty handshake. <laughs> <laughs> All, oh boy! Also out of blazing saddles, <laughs> yep. am I right? Just That's so we, right. We don't want well, you... we well, we to leave anybody in the dust here, and assuming that they know what the heck you're talking about. Come on, <laughs> texters. Yeah, one person says this is Carrie from Clearwater says. All terrorists want to kill people. The vast majority of white men or people of any race do not want to kill people. Her statement is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard, but it's definitely not surprising coming from her. Another one says, Bud and company, I guess that's the rest of us, Alan. Uh, Please, please think and remember Omar and alike others are taught to sacrifice themselves for Allah and for the cause, so they'll say anything. Interesting. Texter's opinions. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was thinking, though, one texture makes a good point. You know, when we're talking about radical Islamism, we're talking about an ideology, and we should fear that ideology in the radicalization, where she's basically just calling out an entire race of people. And gender. 
Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Elizabeth, it's uh, Elizabeth's on our text line from Sanford. She said, I'd tell her to get the heck out of my country. She's an Islamist invader involved in treason. As such, she must be tried and punished to the full extent of the law. Here's well, the- I got to tell you, as long as we keep it clean, all opinions are welcome across the spectrum here on Good Morning Orlando. I got to tell you, Omar, AOC, and the rest of them on the squad are just pulling the Democrat Party for them dangerously to the left. You know, and they are going to have political blood on their hands when the Democrats go down in flames in 2020 because they nominate and try to elect somebody from the far left who cannot possibly get enough votes to defeat Donald Trump. That's a final comment on that. Let's lighten up a little bit heading into the weekend. And before we go to the news with Alan here, how'd you like to go to the movies? Brand new one out. Everybody's talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Then there's that red-hot new Lion King movie. Um, Hey, you could get free movie tickets from our friends at Adam Tickets. Put yourself in the running for free tickets to the flick of your choice. Text them now. Text RECORD, R-E-C-O-R-D, to A-T-O-M-1. That's 28661 for your chance to win. And check out that incredible high-tech but user-friendly Adams Ticket app. That's where you browse movie titles, buy tickets, and more. Alan? A top state official fired and Iran and North Korea fire missiles. Those stories and others, plus elsewhere and traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 7.30 on Good Morning Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Bottom of the uh, 7 o'clock hour, my co-host Alan Spector going to get us up to date on the news. Pretty big Florida story you start with. That's right, bud. The head of Florida's Office of Financial Regulation is being fired after multiple allegations of sexual misconduct. At a meeting of the Florida Cabinet, Attorney General Ashley Moody read some of the allegations that have been made against Ronald Rubin. One employee said it was very difficult to work alongside the commissioner and was very sure she could not stay in employment. Another one was very embarrassed when comments were made about her sexual life in front of a dog. An attorney for Rubin denied those allegations and said the attacks are more about personality conflicts than sexual impropriety. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Iran has reportedly test-fired a medium-range ballistic missile that traveled more than 600 miles. The missile would not pose a threat to any shipping or U.S. bases in the region, Tensions have been rising for more than a month as there have been a number of encounters between Iran and the U.S. and its allies. Meanwhile, North Korea fires two missiles as a warning. North Korea saying when it fired two missiles into the sea yesterday, it was sending South Korea what it calls a solemn warning. In a statement read out on TV, North Korea complaining about South Korea buying ultra-modern weapons, believed to be a reference to American fighter jets, and plans for the U.S. and South Korea to hold joint military exercises over the summer. The North telling the South both of those matters constitute suicidal acts. Simon Owen, Fox News. The man hit by lightning last Sunday at Clearwater Beach has died. 32-year-old Gary Perks of Newport Ritchie was one of eight people hurt in the strike, but the others survived. Arts groups in Orlando are worried they'll have to find a new home. The Orlando Ballet, Opera Orlando, and the Orlando Philharmonic are negotiating rental terms with the Dr. Phillips Center, but they can't seem to reach a deal. A deadline to reach a deal set for next week has been pushed back to the fall. 
The theme park business is a big moneymaker for NBC Universal and its parent company, Comcast. CEO Stephen Burke says revenue at Universal's global theme parks was up 7.5% in the most recent quarter. It's now about a third of NBC Universal's uh, total operating cash flow, and we continue to love the business and think it fits very well with our animated. Uh, movie business and and other things that we're doing. Burke said they remain bullish on the park business and believe there's a lot of opportunity in Orlando. And elsewhere... Woodstock 50 is saved. By the time we got to Woodstock It's true, Woodstock 50 is back on, but in a different state. Instead of New York, the festival will be held in Maryland. Columbia, Maryland, which is roughly between Washington, D.C. and Baltimore. This last-minute deal saves the show after months of legal and permit battles. Producers confirmed it will be held from August 16th to the 18th, almost exactly 50 years after the first Woodstock, There's no confirmation yet on which artists will be performing, and the show will be smaller than planned because Columbia's Meriwether Post Pavilion only has a capacity of about 20,000, so it'd be like doing a show at the Amway Center. Anybody else have whiplash from this story? Yeah. On again, off again, on again, off again, on again. I'm on social media marking myself safe right now from (laughs) Woodstock. Uh, I was just going to say, I don't believe it. I just refuse to believe it until it actually happens. Well... Be, be here Monday, and we'll have the latest. Yeah, there'll be more. Yes, how, how many showed up at the original Woodstock? Uh, what, a half a million? Something like that. A half a million strong, according to Woodstock uh, mm-hmm. song, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're talking about maybe 20,000? This is pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> a Texas man is under arrest on claims he stole an ambulance. Why did he steal an ambulance? To get chicken and cigarettes. Harris County Sheriff's deputies say the man took the ambulance from a psychiatric hospital yesterday morning, drove to a KFC for the chicken, and then to a gas station north of Houston for the smokes. He was captured a short time later. No injuries reported. It's believed the suspect is a former patient at the psychiatric hospital. Oh, no, really? Yeah. That's a strange one. And finally, the conservative group Turning Point USA is firing an audio-visual aid after President Trump appeared on stage at the group's event with a fake presidential seal behind him. The president spoke to the group's Teen Student Action Summit on Tuesday. The fake seal had a Russian two-headed eagle holding golf clubs and cash. The motto at the top is in Spanish and translates to 45 is a puppet. Turning Point USA has apologized for the incident and tell CNN there was zero malicious intent behind the mistake. A, s- a source claims the wrong seal was used because of a rushed Google search. Wait a minute, but that seal actually exists? Yeah, it's it's on an anti-Trump website. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 And, these, and, these interns sometimes. And, 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 and what did you say? There was no malicious intent? A- <laughs> according to Turning Point USA. <laughs> I'm not buying that. Say, That's the, the funniest thing I've heard all morning. They fired the audio, audio-visual aid saying, you know, <laughs> he just he just grabbed something off, a, off a, the web and put it up there. Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Just look for elsewhere. With Alan Spector. Trump derangement syndrome taking yet another form.
than a bogus Trump seal. Unbelievable. All right, hey, coming up, the once a day, every day, we give away a great prize here on uh, the Sound Judgment game. And we're playing for some great concert tickets. Um, Yaffe and, and, and Melissa, we're back to America. Is that right? That is correct. The original band with all those great hits, Tin Man and um, Horse With No Name and on and on Daisy and on. Daisy Jane. Yes. Ventura Highway. I Need You. Yeah, they are touring and they are coming to Orlando. You and can do magic. Okay, all right. Now, Mr. <laughs> music, just a minute. Can, wow. Can, can you pot him down over there, wow. Yaffe? But at any rate, they are the original band, okay? Not a cover band or a recreate or anything. The real band, America, and you're going for free if you're a sound judgment winner, but you got to get on the phone right now. You're eligible by company rules to play and win if you have not won in 30 days. 407-916-5400. It's a great prize. And as I always say, if that's not your thing, give those tickets to somebody who would love them, and they will love you for it. The toll-free still open at 866-916-5400. Sound judgment. Right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. And we'll do that for you right here in two minutes. Hope you'll stay with us on Good Morning Orlando. Local sports headline for you right now. Former UCF basketball star, much beloved, is getting a chance in the National Basketball Association. Seven-foot, seven-inch center Taco Fall went undrafted despite a productive career with the Knights. But he impressed enough during the Las Vegas Summer League to earn a contract, are you ready, with the Boston Celtics. Good luck, Taco Fall. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Oh, yeah, I forgot this one. Sister Golden Hair. From America, the band's coming to town. Talk about this prize because we're giving away some tickets, Melissa. Well, it's a pair of tickets to see America. Yes, the actual band. They're going to be live at the Hard Rock Live March 22nd. You can get your tickets now. Just go to hardrockorlando.com. But a better bet would be to win them using your sound judgment. Yeah, and the regular lines are jammed. But the toll-free is still open. Mm. Grab it at 866-916-5400. And I always say it, um, for those of you frustrated because they're getting a busy signal, a wrong answer opens a line. And if you're quicker than anybody else, you can still get in and win in a later round at 407-916-5400. Well, today's the birthday of legendary rock star Mick Jagger of the Rolling Stones. For today's sound judgment game, though, I'm not going to ask you his age. Jagger turns 76 today. But as you listen to the sound of an early Rolling Stones hit, use your sound judgment to tell me this. When the Rolling Stones first started singing together, who was president of the United States? We're sending this song right right now to Alan Spector and his sweetheart. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Wolf Alan Man. calling in from Altamont Springs <laughs> with a request. Oh, boy. Who was president of the United States when the Rolling Stones started performing together? That's the question. 
Since we got a late entry on the toll-free line, what the heck? Let's start there. Go ahead. Name that president. I'll go with Dwight Eisenhower. I'm sorry you're not our winner, but the toll-free is open again at 866-916-5400. Line one, name that president. All right, left field. Let's try Kennedy. Uh, you are uh, absolutely right. I was the uh, president. It was uh, 1962. And I uh, love the uh, Rolling Stones as uh, much as uh, you do. Congratulations, my friend. You are going to the America concert. You psyched up? Awesome, bud. That was the year I was born, and I will definitely be taking my 73 MG midget to it. So, Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. First name, please. It's Glenn from Moss Park. All right, Glenn. You haven't won in a while. We're glad to have you on the 50,000-watt front porch. Have fun at the America concert, my friend. Fantastic. Thanks, bud, and the rest of y'all. Awesome. Oh, thank you so much. Have a great weekend, my friend. He's got a smile on his face. You can hear it in his voice. And let's put him on hold so things can be worked out here on the subject of the venerable, long-performing Rolling Stones. Fun fact, bud. As of today, the cumulative age of the Rolling Stones is 301. (laughs) What? 301. (laughs) Mick Jagger is 76. Keith Richards is 75, Charlie Watts is 78, Ron Woods, uh, Wood, rather, is 72. I don't don't think that you're Mr. Music. I mean, is that unique in all of rock music history, that you'd have people still performing a four-person band that collectively spans 300 years? I wouldn't be surprised if that's a record. I mean, it it would be like that around here if it weren't for me, but, you know. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Listen to this. Yaffe. Yeah, so much for promoting his show yeah. on the ride home. It, what is, is that one that's on? I have no idea. Nah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was on Sunday mornings. Yeah, actually, we'll we'll give we'll throw him a bone in a few minutes, and we'll be talking about we'll throw that. A bone at him in yeah, a few no, minutes. You know, ow, these kids. He you can't. Know? You know, he doesn't miss a chance to remind us. I know that he's younger than us. Yes, I know it. One of the only places I get to do this now because I'm getting older. Yeah, <laughs> Is that why you hang around with us? <laughs> Maybe. Just to look younger by comparison? Oh, uh, man, yeah. oh, man. Anyway. Sad. So there you go. We have a winner. This national headline for you right now, the Justice Department is ordering the reinstatement of the death penalty at the federal level after nearly two decades. Attorney General Bill Barr has green-lighted the execution of five death row inmates convicted of murder and in some cases of raping kids and the elderly. The last federal execution back in 2003. Stay tuned for updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories. You can count on it on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us here on WFLA. And you need to keep it locked on WFLA for the ride home on this Friday afternoon for the Yaffe Show. Yeah, yeah, I would appreciate it if you did because PM Orlando is on once again, of course, 5 to 6 p.m. We'll cover local and national breaking news, and I'll end it with my commentary like we always do. And then at 8 p.m., it will be a full hour of my commentary, full hour of my take 
on the week's news. You know, but I'm not sure Michael Yaffe is old enough to have two shows on the air. <laughs> I'm sorry, is that Alan from Altamont Springs? That is, oh, yes. <laughs> well, Alan too from, bad. On line one, yeah. yeah long-time listener, first-time caller. Thanks for yeah, calling. Well, that, that, that's actually a, a great take on that, because I really suspect he's not old <laughs> enough either, but I guess ready or not, here he comes yeah. tonight. <laughs> By the way, if you ever miss any of the shows, you can check out the podcast of them on iHeartRadio. Have my podcast, P.M. Orlando and Beyond Reason, you can also get the podcast of this show. You can get Alan's Elsewhere podcast. Thank you. And Melissa's News Thing podcast. Just go to WFLAOrlando.com and click on the podcast link. Welcome to Podcast City. What's See, coming up at 8 o'clock? He's <laughs> trying to make up now by giving us all plugs. That was good, though. See? It's not working. It's not working. It's kind of working with me. I'm happy. Melissa from Longwood, I'm happy. SpaceX gets off the ground and Trump zings Biden. Those stories and others plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 8 o'clock on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Fine Hills Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Delighted to have you with us here on a Friday morning at 8 o'clock for our latest check on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour a liftoff and a landing. Hear them both in one minute. We'll talk about school safety and we'll reveal an idea I'd never heard before that I think is great that could make all our schools safer. It's next on Good Morning Orlando. 804 on News Radio 93.1. Three, two, one, zero. Ignition and liftoff of the Falcon 9 rocket and the Dragon spacecraft. A break in the weather allowed SpaceX to launch that Falcon 9 rocket from Cape Canaveral Air Force Station at 6.01 last night. About eight minutes later, they stuck the landing of the first stage booster at the Cape with a sonic boom. There you can see those landing legs deploy. And touchdown of the Falcon 9 landing zone 1 in Cape Canaveral. And a Dragon cargo capsule filled with supplies is now headed to the International Space Station. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Robert Mueller's congressional testimony and the field of Democratic presidential candidates were topics of discussion as President Trump got on the phone with Fox's Sean Hannity last night, Trump zinging the apparent Democrat frontrunner Joe Biden. You know, I could say that obviously the top three or four look like they're doing better than the rest. So uh, Sleepy Joe is okay, but he's fading. I think he's fading fast. The only good thing about Mueller is it made Joe Biden look like a dynamo. (laughs) But seriously, Trump also told Hannity the people of New York are devastated about a water-dousing attack on police officers as seen in a viral video. The president called out Mayor Bill de Blasio on Twitter, saying he should act immediately. Hot topic on our show in the 6 o'clock hour. A man is dead after a shooting in Orange County. It happened last night in Pine Hills at a convenience store on Belco Drive. The 30-year-old victim was taken to the hospital where he died. A 26-year-old man is in custody. No charges have been announced. No word on a motive. A woman is dead after a possible hit and run in Volusia County. Jalisha Deshell Smith was found dead this week after a scooter crash in New Smyrna Beach, and police believe she was hit by a semi-truck that fled the scene. 
Police say footage of the crash at State Road 44 and La Casa Drive isn't of good enough quality to identify the truck. They say they have very little to go on and anyone with information is asked to come forward. Using the latest voice-based and touchscreen in-vehicle technology can be almost as distracting and dangerous for drivers as sending a text message over a handheld device. That report from AAA, whose Mark Jenkins says automakers need to step up and make their systems safer. We're suggesting things like improving voice command technology, simplifying software menus, removing complex center console controls, and positioning system controls to allow drivers to keep their eyes on the road. And AAA's research shows the distraction is more significant among drivers 55 and older who removed their eyes and attention from the road for more than eight seconds longer than younger drivers. WFLA News Time is 8.07. A toddler rides the conveyor belt at Atlanta's airport. It's all fun and games until the kid breaks his hand. Uh-oh. Watch the video online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good morning, Orlando, and a good Friday morning to you from all of us on the 50,000-watt front porch, but heading around Inspector Michael Yaffe and Melissa Fox with you until 9 o'clock. And uh, we definitely want your input on this hot topic because the issue of school safety with the opening of school just a short time away came up yesterday in the United States Senate, and the conversation was driven by folks with a direct... um, stake in what happened at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, a massacre uh, that, that took 17 lives and wounded 17 more. A group known as Stand with Parkland, the National Association of Families for Safe Schools, um, presented and found themselves receptive to ideas on how to make our schools safer. Here's the deal. A recent grand jury report indicates that a lot of schools are not doing what they were ordered to do in terms of making schools safer, that they are dragging their feet. You know, it's kind of like this is too tough, too expensive. Um, It's the it-can't-happen-here mentality, okay? And that's a prescription for disaster. How do we head off the next mass shooting? One idea came up that I want to share with you that I have never heard and never thought of before that I think is a master stroke to upgrade the level of school safety everywhere in this state and this nation. And that will be shared in a moment. And we want to welcome you to weigh in by telling us the one thing you think most needs to be done in our schools to make our kids, our teachers, our administrators, everybody safer than they are. Just give us the number one thing you think needs to be done. 407-916-5400. And on the text line where we welcome your first name and your and your hometown, if you'd like, it's optional. Text us at 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. And we'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes. 809 on Good Morning Orlando. Updating local headlines now, a grandmother is dead after what family members call a senseless murder in Orange County. Norma Jean Brewer was shot to death this week while riding her bicycle near Willie Mays Parkway in Cypress Street. The 57-year-old grandmother of eight 
Her family said yesterday she was well-known and well-loved. A witness saw two cars leave the scene, but no arrests have yet been announced, and we have no word on a motive. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories. Our promise on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. With Bud Henniger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox. So with a new school year close upon us, yesterday there was a hearing held on school safety uh, in the United States Senate. It was the U.S. Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs. Um, Senator Rick Scott, our former governor, uh, was a part of that, and some Parkland parents were as well who had lost their kids in the massacre um, down in Broward County. And uh, Rick Scott decried uh, appropriately the inaction, according to this grand jury report, of so many school districts here in um, in complying with state safety laws, you know, saying that it was just unbelievably disappointing. He has sent a letter out to school superintendents demanding action to bring them into compliance with what the laws are now here in the state of Florida. And they heard from Pinellas County Sheriff Bob Gualtieri, who had the same problem Scott was um, was railing on yesterday, the lack of compliance. Of course, he chaired, Gualtieri, the Parkland Commission. Here he is on what still needs to be done. All schools must immediately have effective active shooter response policies. They must train their personnel to identify threats, empower all personnel to communicate a threat, have adequate communication infrastructure so that all students and staff can receive messages of a threat, and there must be regularly conducted drills so that students and staff know how best to react to a threat. Pinellas County Sheriff Bob Gualtieri, who chaired the Parkland Commission. But now I really want you to listen closely to this, because it runs a bit more than a minute. We've talked about a lot of ideas on school safety. I'm a big advocate of arming teachers on a voluntary basis, but that hasn't gained much traction as we have reported here. But there's another idea out there that made me say, my goodness, I can't believe I never thought of this. I never even heard of this. It comes from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School parent Max Schachter, who was speaking before the committee in the Senate yesterday. His son Alex was murdered during the massacre. Listen to his idea. When you go online to look at school ratings, many of them, including Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, have an A rating. Academics are important, but if the children do not come home to their families and staff don't come home, nothing else matters. That A rating that Marjorie Stoneman Douglas has has nothing to do with safety of that institution. There's no school safety rating system currently to inform parents and teachers of whether or not their school has implemented the best practices to prevent and mitigate the number of casualties during the next school attack. Schools should not be able to get an A rating like Marjorie Stoneman Douglas did if they never held a code red drill for the entire school year. They should not be rewarded if they did not train their teachers and their staff what to do during an active assailant emergency. If a school safety rating system existed, it would influence change nationwide. The car industry's rating system has improved car safety and reduced fatalities. Before you buy a car, you review their safety and crash test ratings. But for parents, there's nothing. No way to know if your child's school is safe or not. Powerful from um, Max Schachter. Son Alex was slaughtered in the Parkland Massacre. A school safety rating. I mean, if you're a parent and 
you know, you're proudly sending your son or daughter to an A-rated school, best academics, best teaching, and all of this, and you find out it's a D or an F with its safety rating, what are you going to do? You're going to be up in arms demanding things be changed and tightened up. Right now, you kind of have a loose idea that yeah, maybe it's safe, maybe it's not. I don't know where they're deficient. But if every school had a safety rating, I think it would be a powerful tool, Yaffe, you know, for accountability that we don't seem to have and for bringing these schools into compliance with laws. You know, I thought it was good that he brought up the idea of car safety ratings yeah. because it's true. Great comparison. It has worked. Um, I think for the most part, I support it. I do see a couple of problems, though, though the more I think about it. All right. Um, How about we get to that in just a moment? In general, Melissa, I I had never heard of that before, uh, and and it's just a big duh. I said, my goodness, why hasn't that been out there before? It seems to me that would be a very, very positive tool, you know, across all of our schools to get people to ratchet it up in the interest of saving lives the next time, God forbid, we have a mass shooter on a campus. I think it's an interesting idea, it, but the whole gun situation is, is so complex, but we can't just say, let's do nothing and throw our hands in the air. So anything has got to help, and, and obviously a rating system like that's got to make a difference. What do you think of that idea of a school safety rating the way we have a rating for academic quality? Or you can weigh in on your one idea that you think, if implemented, would make a very positive difference in the interest of school safety and saving lives when the worst happens. 407-916-5400 on the toll-free, 866-916-5400. The text line, 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. And we're welcoming um, your first name in your hometown on the text line as well, if you choose to give it, but it is just optional. Talking school safety with you as we roll on with an update now on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. This Florida headline right now, we're starting to report um, the man hit by lightning last Sunday in Clearwater Beach is now dead. 32-year-old Gary Perks of Newport Ritchie died Wednesday, it is reported. He was one of the eight people who were hurt in that strike, but the others did survive. Perks is the second person killed by lightning this year in Florida and the 10th nationally. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes on our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeart Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Yeah, I had to interrupt you for that break, and I apologize for that. You were about to get into something related to this idea that I really think has merit about having safety ratings for our schools the way we have um, academic ratings. Yeah, and I think overall I probably support it. But just to play devil's advocate a little bit, I could see one potential problem being that if a school is given a bad rating, it kind of becomes a magnet for those who want to shoot up a school because they'll know, oh, this school isn't safe. I I can go there. Yeah, I like that one. That's a good idea right there. It's going to happen. You know what? I think you asked for suggestions. I've got one for you. Key ID card, just like we do here in the building. Now, all the kids have them, and they have access to certain places and not to others. A key card swipe is going to keep the bad actors out. You know, I think there's merit to what uh, Michael was saying, except that it seems like in most cases, school shootings are done by people who have some connection to that school. They're motivated by either being bullied at that school or they have some grudge against the teacher or administration. 
And it, it's not like somebody's just sitting back and saying, okay, which school should I go and attack? Uh, well, then that brings you back to mental health uh, awareness. So what about our callers? What about our textures? Um, let's start on, do we have anything more on the text line there? Or somebody who texted along the lines of what you just were saying here, Yaffe. Um, yeah, it says, um, what do you what do you think of the idea as long as it doesn't put a challenge out there? Hey, can you get us because we're A-rated on safety? So it's almost the opposite that someone will see it as a challenge. Oh, that's an A school. Yeah. I'm going to try to break through. And if you reveal that you got an F in safety, that's a magnet to say, hey, this, this is an easy mark. Um, yeah. Let's go to Jill in Orlando. Welcome to this debate and this conversation on school safety. What are your thoughts, Jill? Hello, bud. Um, well, it, it's, it's good in theory. I agree with Yassi on that. However, who's going to pay for it? This is going to be another addition to the budget. They're going to whine and moan that they don't have enough money or somebody else is going to suffer because now we got to add money to this part of the safety issue. And truthfully, it goes back to mental health, mental issues, and I think... Um, All right, so what is the one thing we need to do that we're not doing or not doing well enough to make our kids and everybody in our schools safer, Jill? Uh, tighten up the, the access to the school. Make those kids always um, scan their IDs, and boom, if it doesn't work, the door doesn't open, um, you know who's coming and who's going at all times, and when somebody's car doesn't work, that's an alert. All right, fair enough. Thanks a lot. No, another caller was saying, you know, we need to get metal detectors. That's also a very expensive proposition. Says maybe we can tap into lottery money, um, you know, and uh, and there we go. We could go on and on and on with this. But, um, but yeah, I, I was thinking one other thing I could see a pr- problem with the rating system is let's say a school has an A and they still get attacked, you know, what happens after that? Does that mean people will not trust the safety system? Or, You know, in this stand with Parkland group that was at the Senate hearing there, the one thing that they do not advocate, they say they're open to everything, is the one thing that I have said for this microphone since days after the Parkland massacre. We have to have armed teachers in the classroom trained on a voluntary basis. That's the line of defense. They'll get there before the school resource officer and lives will be saved. But there is huge resistance, and I regretfully don't see much of a change in that. Alan, we need to give folks what they come to us for, uh, news at the top and the bottom of the hour. And so let me turn it over to you. All right, bud. Prosecutors get a break in a Seminole County triple murder trial, and Pelosi and Trump join forces on a budget bill. Those stories and others, plus elsewhere and traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 831 on Good Morning Orlando. In a moment, the list of the top 10 grossing movies of all time adjusted for inflation. Wait till you hear this. First of all, though, Alan's here with a news update starting with a very closely watched murder trial, which is continuing. A triple murder trial in Seminole County, bud, where a judge's ruling may help prosecutors. Grant Amato is accused of killing his parents and brother in January in Chuliota. And yesterday, a judge allowed prosecutors to put two friends of Amato's on the witness stand. Those friends testified that Amato stole a credit card and a gun from them. Prosecutors allege Amato used the credit card to buy lingerie for a webcam model he was obsessed with, and the gun was used in the killings that took place after his parents confronted him about the online relationship. 
This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A spending measure backed by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and President Trump wins approval in the House. Hours before the House vote, President Trump delivered a Twitter endorsement urging House Republicans to support a two-year budget agreement, which greatly helps the military and our vets, he wrote. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy echoed that argument. So no, it's not the bill I'd write by myself. It's a compromise. Still, twice as many Republicans voted no as yes. Nearly every Democrat supported it. The two-year budget agreement lifts spending caps, eliminating automatic cuts to military and non-defense spending put in place in 2011. It also sets aside the debt limit for two years. The Senate is expected to take it up next week. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. The Florida cabinet is firing the head of the Office of Financial Regulation after a series of allegations of sexual misconduct. CFO Jimmy Petronas said it was his mistake to hire Ronald Rubin in February with an incomplete background check. It is my own personal goal to ensure that I can do everything to protect our state workers and citizens from the type of predatory behavior as described in the Inspector General's report. The state agency is in charge of regulating banks and payday lenders. The search for Rubin's replacement starts Monday. Comcast is losing customers, but its theme park division, including the Universal Orlando Resort, is more popular than ever. We continue to remain very bullish on the parks business, and obviously we're investing uh, in Beijing. We're investing in our domestic parks. We think there's a lot of opportunity down in Orlando. NBC Universal CEO Stephen Burke says theme parks generate about a third of his company's revenue. New hotels and a new Harry Potter-themed ride are expected to boost the company's bottom line even more this quarter. A former UCF basketball star is getting a chance in the NBA. Seven-foot-seven center Taco Fall went undrafted despite a very good career with the Knights, but he impressed enough during the Las Vegas Summer League to earn a contract from the Boston Celtics. Wouldn't it be great if he could make it? Because he's such a terrific guy Yeah, and fun to watch. You know, with a wingspan fan like a condor, he should be great on defense. Well, you know, Yaffe and I love our fellow UCF alumni. Yeah, Else- this is a great story. Elsewhere. Elsewhere. Neil Diamond hits the big screen. Hot August night and the leaves hanging down and the grass on the ground smelling sweet. Neil Diamond is among the 1960s rockers heard in the new Quentin Tarantino movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood takes place in the late 1960s and the soundtrack is rich with artists from that era including Neil Diamond, Paul Revere and the Raiders, The Box Top, Simon and Garfunkel, Deep Purple and Vanilla Fudge. The movie stars Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio and Margot Robbie and hits theaters today. I don't know. You're hearing a good buzz about that? A lot of hype on this movie. I'm trying to decide whether I want to see it. I've seen some good reviews, and I tend to like Quentin Tarantino's movies myself. Yawn. Yeah. Yeah. Overrated director. Really? Three hours. Wow. Well, if you want to go, you may be able to go for free. I'll tell you how to do that in a moment or go to the movie of your choice free this weekend. But meanwhile, back to elsewhere. A Colorado truck driver is avoiding tickets by using a sports drink as his taillight. Police in Longmont, Colorado, say they pulled over the guy, a frequent oil company driver, while he was on his way to get his busted taillight fixed. The man was reportedly using a red-colored sports drink attached with duct tape 
as his temporary <laughs> replacement for the taillight. <laughs> Love it. Cops let him go without a ticket, saying they saw him at an auto garage later in the day. However, police warned that this type of ingenuity should never be a permanent solution. <laughs> and finally, the weirdest story of the morning. And of course, it comes from, guess where? Oregon? Florida. <laughs> Florida. Elon Omar? A little help, please. <laughs> Florida, Oregon, uh, yeah, really? Yesterday, there was an Oregon story. Right. Florida. Now, let me start over again. And finally, the weirdest story of the morning. And of course, it comes from Florida. Yeah, I win. A video is going viral showing a piece of raw chicken starting to twitch before flinging itself off a plate and onto the floor. (laughs) Get out of here. The video, reportedly taken somewhere in the Sunshine State, possibly Miami, shows the bizarre scene unfolding in a restaurant as an onlooker screams. It was posted about two weeks ago and has already been viewed millions of times. One explanation for the disturbing scene is that the chicken had just been killed and the nerve endings were still firing. They say if you chop off a chicken's head in the barnyard that it'll run around for a while. They do, yeah. This sounds like a yeah. candid camera stunt. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of gross. Yeah. You, you can find that video and more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at <laughs> WFLAOrlando.com. Just look for the jumping chicken and elsewhere. With Alan Spector. Beware of twitching chicken mm. on the plate. That is crazy. That Wild was the name stuff. of my first band. Twitching, twitching chicken? Yeah. Uh-huh. I can believe that. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely can believe that. <laughs> anyway, it's Friday. You know, we're talking about movies, and uh, we have a list that has just been put out of the top 10 grossing movies of all time. The news that Alan brought us this week was. Uh, that Avengers Endgame is now the highest grossing movie of all time, topping Avatar. But if, you know, because movies have been coming out now for the better part of 100 years, we've had inflation in that time, and it skews the numbers. And when you adjust the gross of these great movies for inflation, uh, you don't wind up with Avengers Endgame and Avatar as one and two. As a matter of fact, they're not even on the list. We'll have the top 10 grossing movies of all time adjusted for inflation here in a minute. And we want to ask you, tell us, what is your all-time favorite movie? 407-916-5400 or text us at 23680. And on the text line, we invite you, just as we do our callers, give us, if you'd like, your first name and your hometown. And... We'll put it on the radio. We're ready to go right after we update Atlanta's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines now. Officials say a group of 16 Marines was involved in human smuggling and drug crimes. The Marines arrested yesterday at Camp Pendleton near San Diego. Investigators say they are connected to a case from earlier this month in which Marines were caught smuggling illegal immigrants from Mexico. Marine Corps officials say they gained information after the first set of arrests. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories throughout the morning on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Well, we ask you to weigh in on the phone or the text line with your all-time favorite movie, 407-916-5400, or on the text line 23680. 
Uh, here is a list that is just out now uh, for the all-time top 10 grossing movies adjusted for inflation. Uh, let's start at the bottom and work our way up to number one, Alan. All right, at number 10, since 1937, Disney's first full-length animated feature, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, has garnered about $185 million at the domestic box office. That's not bad, but you know, since its debut, it sold about 109 million tickets, and that means that today's average ticket price, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs would have made nearly $1 billion in the United States. And it's a cartoon. That's amazing. Uh, yes, the next one, number nine, from is The Exorcist. It came out in 1973. It hauled in more than $232 million since its debut in 1973. Adjusted for today's prices, it sold 116 million tickets and would have made around $1.4 billion. That was the scariest darn movie. When that girl's head revolved around and she spit up, looked like pea soup. I was about ready to leave the theater. Anyway, Linda Blair. What about number eight, Melissa? Well, at 1965's, uh, it, we had Dr. Zhivago. Three mm-hmm. hours long, the Russian Revolution, and it made $112 million during its run in the theaters and won five Academy Awards. It's estimated 124 million tickets were sold. So if you adjust for today's ticket prices, it's about $1.12 billion at the box office. Number seven all-time adjusted for inflation on the gross would be Jaws. You know, the shark movie, Steven Spielberg, 1975, earned $260 million, sold 128 million tickets. Earned $1.15 billion at the box office. Moving up to number six, The Ten Commandments out of 1956 earned about $65.5 million. It sold an estimated 131 million tickets during its run. Again, adjusting for today's ticket prices, The Ten Commandments would have earned around $1.18 billion at the U.S. box office. The top five right after the break and your calls and texts as well. Hey, it's Free Movie Friday with Adam Tickets. You want to go to your favorite movie for free? Um, Hey, you can text them right now and get on the running. Text record to A-T-O-M-1. That's A-T-O-M-1. That's 28661 for your chance to win free movie tickets. Scope out that Adam's Ticket Act where you can browse movie titles, buy tickets, and more. Uh, all-time great movies, yours and the top five gross of all time adjusted for inflation. Straight ahead, stick with us here. It's all in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. More talking movies, other arts groups in Orlando are worried they're going to have to find a new home. That's our headline here, the Orlando Ballet, Orlando Opera, and the Orlando Philharmonic negotiating uh, rental terms with the Dr. Phillips Center, but they cannot seem to reach a deal. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. Yes, and welcome back to Good Morning Orlando. We are going over the the all-time top 10 grossing movies uh, when adjusted for inflation. Thank you, adjusted for inflation, right. And um, at number five, going all the way back to 1997, way back, the film has been re-released twice in in addition to its initial run. During those runs, the film earned $658 million. Wait a minute, are you going to tell us what the movie is? Oh, I did not tell you what it was, no. did I? Mm. Titanic. There you go. Titanic. The film was released. It earned $658 million domestically. It's estimated that Titanic sold around 143 million tickets. 
So adjusted for today's prices, it would have earned $1.29 billion. I'd like to make you guess as well. It was a little guy who wanted to go home back in 1982. Okay, it was E.T., the extraterrestrial, and it hauled in $434.9 million since it first came out in 82, and it sold an estimated 147 million tickets. So in today's money, that's about $133 billion in tickets. Wow. All right, we want to get to our listeners' favorite movies of all time, so we'll cruise through this right now. Number three is The Sound of Music, um, and it would have grossed $1.4 billion adjusted for today's ticket prices. How about number two, Alan? Star Wars had a 1977, initially made $460.9 million, adjusted for inflation. That comes out to $1.6 billion. And name the number one movie of all time, the gross adjusted for inflation, Yaffe. Yes, bum, 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 bum. It is Gone with the Wind. It came out in 1939. Um, it sold about 201 million tickets. So that would be $1.81 billion in today's ticket prices. All right, let's go to the phones. Your all-time favorite movie, and let's be rapid fire here before we go to the texters. Bobster in Winter Park. What was your favorite flick? Superfly, the original with Ron O'Neill. Yeah, okay. <laughs> How about that? Superfly. You're laughing, uh, Freddy, Alan. Freddy's dead. All right. Oh, I remember no. this one. Lee from Orlando, your favorite movie was one of mine, too. The Big Chill. Yeah, that was Great a college cast. reunion after a classmate died, right? Yes. Great cast and incredible soundtrack. Yep. The soundtrack. Yeah, absolutely oh, terrific. I don't believe we've we've had a lot of bunk on this show, but we've never had anybody named Bunk calling us. I think we have just now changed that. Bunk, is it, from Orlando? How you doing, bud? Uh, I'll, I'll throw in with the getaway with Steve McQueen and Ali McGraw. That was a good one. Yep. Yeah. All right. I like Passion of the Christ, too. Oh, Passion of the Christ, man. That was hard to watch, the Mel Gibson film, but it was absolutely compelling. To the text line we go. What do we see? All-time favorites. Yeah, one person says Raiders of the Lost Ark, the Indiana Jones movie. That is a great one. Another person says Braveheart. We got Cindy from Claremont. She checked in. She said Grease, Sean and Apopka, a river runs through it. And Goodfellas. I like that one, too. Uh, One person said uh, Lord of War and then said Nicolas Cage. I hope he's referring to, he's either referring to Nicolas Cage starred in the movie or it's Nicolas Cage texting yeah, in. Well, Nick- you never know. <laughs> uh, Carl from St. Augustine says the all-time favorite is the Jimmy Stewart classic. It's a wonderful Ooh, it's a good one. life. What are your favorite all-time movies? If there was one movie you could go back and see on the big screen, what would it be? Birth of a Nation. Ooh. What <laughs> Really? D.W. Griffith, 1916. <laughs> I remember going to the box office with three cents. And, uh, <laughs> I think my grandfather played piano for that one. You know, when you take your news hat off, anything's liable to come out of your mouth. Honestly. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you, Legend of 1900, a great movie with Tim Roth. If you've not seen it, you should check it out. Never heard of it. Well, you really? will. Yes. How about you, Yaffe? The Dark Knight and the Christopher Nolan Batman series. Oh. I saw the movie like five times when that it came Heath out. That Heath Ledger portrayal of the Joker is just Best brutal, though. Best portrayal of the Joker ever. I agree. Wow, I like the original Batman movie with Michael Keaton and, you know, 
Jack Nicholson. Nine Batman. All of that stuff. That was good too. I thought that yeah, was, it was it was a different those yeah. it was a different take, kind of yeah. apples and oranges comparing yeah. those two. A couple of movies my wife and I went to see, the only two we went to see like half a dozen times. We never do that. One was the movie version of The Phantom of the Opera, much better than what they could do in the theater. The special effects and everything were unbelievable. And the time travel movie with Christopher Reeve and Jane Seymour, if you haven't seen Somewhere in Time, that is a terrific flick, unbelievable music, just absolutely amazing. Yep. So I don't think go. I've seen that one. I have to go check oh, it out. In, in about 1980 or it's so. A it is, movie. And it was filmed at the Grand Hotel in Mackinac Island up in uh, in Upper Michigan where they don't even oh. allow cars to drive. And they have a 900-foot-long porch. It's the most amazing movie somewhere in time. It's been an amazing week and a great morning here with you. We hope you have a terrific weekend. On behalf of Alan and Yaffe and Melissa, the Budman here, thank you. God bless you and God bless America. <laughs>